This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins. And this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. This past weekend, I was tagged in a Facebook Live video from a woman named Tracy Reed, who used to be a consultant for paparazzi. She was talking about their paparazzi super spreader event that I had been reporting on on TikTok and she was spilling some other tea and she had a lot of good things to say and so I reached out and I said hey would you like to be on the podcast and wouldn't you know it but she said she would so Tracy and I sat down as soon as we possibly could and we had a conversation I really wanted to make sure that we talked about this paparazzi event because it's happening right now and it's really upsetting and it's really sad. And I hope that people listen to this and make the best choices for themselves when deciding whether or not to go to their MLM conventions that are coming up. This episode isn't to cause controversy. I'm not gonna to debate topics. We're just simply talking about what happened at paparazzi's convention and what has happened since. I will give you a content warning that we do talk about COVID deaths in this episode. And so if you are sensitive to that material, I would advise you to listen at your own discretion. I will say that it is a good mix of somber conversation and lighthearted joking about the MLM outside of the current circumstances. So I really hope you guys enjoy this. I wanted to get it up as soon as possible since it is currently happening right now. And uh, Tracy was so great. We had a really, really fun time talking and I think you guys are gonna really love this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. This is a special bonus episode because it's something that I think needs to be uh, talked about right now. Um, But we're going to sort of pair this with talking to this woman as well. Uh, I would like to welcome to the show Tracy Reed. She was with Paparazzi. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about this super spreader event that's happening right now. So without further ado, Tracy, please take the floor. Hi. Well, thank you very much for inviting me on the podcast. I appreciate the work that you're doing. And if we can play a little bit of a part in helping save someone from wasting their time and effort on a multi-level marketing company, um, I hope that that's what we can accomplish tonight. Um, I want to start out by giving some background because I think that most people are surprised about who joins MLMs. Um, People are not just ignorant, stay-at-home, uneducated folks who are 
tricked into a business model that they have no idea what to, you know, how they got there or, or what to do when they do get in to make themselves successful. And I know a lot of people fall into that trap, but there are also people who join um, who do have an education and who do have other jobs and have been successful and look at it as an opportunity to make money. And when they get in, they're told, yeah, sure, this is a legitimate way to make money. Um, this is a great product. And if you believe in it, you can go as far as you want to go. We've got all these millionaires. Here's all the people we're going to hold up to you. Um, these are people who've made it. You certainly can too. I have been an attorney for over 25 years, which makes me seem like a really old bag. And I hate to say that out loud, but it's true. Um, I specialize in tax law before I was in uh, paparazzi. I had my own consulting firm. I also write books. I'm a published, uh, published nonfiction author for my legal practice area and a published fiction author who writes romance novels. I have a lot of jobs. Um, I've had a publishing company. I have done a lot of things in my life, but one of the things that led me down this path to, to being um, a paparazzi consultant was I decided uh, five years ago to pull my kids out of school and put them in a homeschool program. And part of what I thought would be great about homeschool was one of the things I had done in school was a junior achievement program where we learned how to run a business from the, from the ground up. You came up with your own concept. They worked with you on marketing. I thought, you know, this is a really great opportunity. But homeschool students here in Kentucky don't get an opportunity to really participate in their school's organized activities. So I thought, I'm going to run this myself. I'm going to get a little business and we're going to turn it over to the kids. We're going to work with them. We're going to show them how to run it, how to market it, how to be successful. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, no harm, no foul. It's just a little business, a little investment. I spent $299 to buy a paparazzi accessories mid-level kit. I did not know the person I bought the kit from. I had just seen an advertisement for it and I was looking for a little business and thought this is a good entry-level business. My daughter was my main, I guess, hope for success with it. She was 13 at the time and she liked jewelry and I thought we're going to try this. This is something I can relate to my kid with. So we got our kids and we started showing it to our friends and family and we marketed a little bit. We went live and did all the things all the other people we knew were doing. And we started selling it. She was very excited. So I thought, okay, she really likes this. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to, everybody's going to buy a kit and we're going to have a little competition. So my husband got a kit. My son got a kit. I got a kit for my daughter and I had a kit. And we started running a little family competition. We would compare our ideas about how we were going to market. Like my son wanted to go to a festival. He bought all this jewelry. He had a budget. He bought all this jewelry. He was going to go and sell it at this festival and make this big turnover. Whereas my daughter wanted to go live and sell it on social selling. And my husband was just trying to, I don't know, keep up with the kids. So he fell off right away. Like he, he just kind of fell out of the mix. He wasn't really even though they say they have men's jewelry, first of all, my husband's not a big jewelry bearer. And second of all, they really don't. Um, it, it isn't very unisex and it isn't very appealing. So he was done with it. My son went to one festival, decided that, that wasn't worth his time and effort because it was a whole lot of setup and a whole lot of stress and he was done too. So there's my daughter and I. So we're having a competition and we're in this for, I started in September of 2017. In January of 2018, they announced they have this contest at paparazzi that if you meet all of these criteria, you can have one of their big fancy necklaces named after you. So my kid's are like, oh, we're gonna try for this, we're gonna do it. 
So we decided to combine efforts. We started going live all the time. We were talking to people about selling the jewelry, buying the jewelry, join our team, do all the things. Well, I won. I won one of these top name necklaces. So I'm the Tracy 2018 what? from paparazzi. Yeah, I won, right? No way. I was such a good little papa. I was such a good little papa girl that I won this contest. I'd only been in the company for like three and a half, four months and I won. Wow. What a just like, just what a very interesting story so far with you trying to teach your family and have this competition and like how, I mean, this is how MLM works is, is the frenzy, right? right? (laughs) But here's where it gets interesting. When I won this contest, I got a letter from paparazzi's compliance department that congratulations, you won. But by the way, did you know that it's a policy that you can only have one named consultant in your household? Only one person in your household can be a consultant. So all these other people in your house, um, they have to be canceled. I said, okay. So I thought, well, I guess that's fine. I mean, no big deal, right? My daughter will just work with me. And I guess to do the accounting, we'll just do it separately. We'll just do separate accounting. So you'll choose your pieces. I'll choose and it'll be fine. Okay. So their, their accounts are all canceled and we're on one account. So I won this, I won this necklace. I go to convention, my daughter's with me, get paraded around the stage, get a big award. I get big crowns. I win all the things. Wow. That's okay. How did you feel standing on that stage with all of that at that moment? um, Proud of what my daughter and I had done together because we had started from scratch and he hadn't, he had any experience in retail at all or social selling. I thought we've really done something here. We've really accomplished the goal we set out for. And there's my kid. She's so excited and so proud. I'm like, we're, we're doing all the things and all, and we really did not recruit people to our team because our goal was not that our goal was selling. And all the awards that we won were for selling the amount of jewelry we sold. I didn't have a big team. I didn't, I didn't win awards for that. And I didn't have a monthly rotating, really a monthly rotating um, check. I think I got a couple hundred dollars a month, which is not a lot compared to what a lot of people who recruit get. And, and it was something, I did have some people under us, but our whole goal in putting anybody in a team with us was we showed them exactly what we did. And they all sold too. I have people that opened retail stores. I have people that went live all the time. Um, set up at booths, set up at festivals. I had people who were subcontracting spaces out in hair salons, nail salons, vintage clothing stores. We all had a plan to market this jewelry. It wasn't that we were buying what we couldn't sell. We were all just selling really well because we all had a strategy. And that was my whole, my whole strategy. They had me on videos for years to one, survive on sales, SOS. That's your strategies, SOS, survive on sales. I was supposed to be the poster child of paparazzi. Wow. So, and I tell you this whole story about how we started out, how we had the multiple accounts and, and, and then, you know, the success that we achieved. So the next year, um, we were dragged across the stage and I say dragged because when you aren't told ahead of time, you win anything, they announced a new sales level, uh, for prizes. If you had 150,000 points in personal volume and 150,000 points in personal volume was 75,000 pieces of jewelry you had sold in a year. But selling it, selling it is not really true because really it means you bought it. Okay. Cause that's the okay. thing that people don't understand about paparazzi. You're expected to buy all your inventory from them and then resell it. Um, that's, that's how LuLaRoe the, is too. That's the hook there. So they tell you, you have a replicated website where customers can get on your website and they can purchase from your account. 
But what you'll find on any consultant's replicated website is the leftover jewelry nobody wanted because consultants get on every day at three o'clock and they buy all the new stuff out. So there's only old things there, only old things that don't turn over. So you know if you want to be successful and have all the quote unquote hot pieces, you have to get on every day and buy. And I did. I mean, I did every day. So that's incredible. Yeah. We had this new sales level named after there were 10 of us who had met that sales level and only one person did better. They had two new sales levels that year. And it was, um, I I hit that. I was in the top 10 consultants in the country, not 10%, 10 consultants in the country. Then we won a vacation. Oh, we got to go on this vacation. We got to go on this cruise ship. So the paparazzi hired out a whole cruise ship and all the consultants that had reached a certain level won their trip. I got taken to Las Vegas. I got a shopping spree. Um, Of course, they give you the money and then they tell you how to spend it. You have to be on camera spending it. You don't get to actually buy. They take you to one mall and tell you you must spend it there because if you don't use it, you lose it. So you have to buy whatever you can find in that place. And I'm like, I'm a plus size person. There was hardly anywhere for me to show up and I'm buying purses I don't even need. Try, I bought my kid purse. I, I was trying to buy stuff to spend this money on camera because you can't take it with you. Then they make you give them the receipts so that you can't take any of it back and get what you really want. So that was an interesting experience. Wait, then what? I went on vacation. Oh yeah, they take your receipts so you can't return anything. What? That's oh insane. yeah, that's they take them. They, they take all your receipts. If you must turn your receipts in at the end of the trip. You must. You're required. They give you a Ziploc bag with your name on it. That's how you have to turn them in. It's very fancy. Very Why efficient. do they care if you return it and oh, something else later? Because they write it off on their taxes for marketing. That's why. Because oh. you aren't allowed to, you know, they have to get the benefit of it. So we go on this vacation, this cruise ship paparazzi, and my daughter's with me. This cruise ship that paparazzi rented out for all the consultants. So we're on this cruise ship. We get to a port where you have to take a tender from the ship to the shore because the boat can't dock. So we're with a group of people, one of which is a man who has Lou Gehrig's disease, and he is in a motorized scooter. So the Norwegian Cruise Line employee tells him when we get up to get to take our turn to get on the tender that he can't go. He can't go because they can't, he can't take his scooter. And we're a little dumbfounded. We're like, I'm sorry, what? He said, you can't take this on the tender. And he doesn't speak English as a first language. And I I just state that because at first I thought I had misunderstood him because, okay, so we can't get on the tender. Then how do we get to shore? Well, you can't go. I said, okay, so this is an American cruise ship. Yes. Okay. So there's such a thing as called the Americans with Disabilities Act. You are not permitted to refuse services, man. You must accommodate him. No. So then they called security. They called the purser. And they're um, refusing, refusing, refusing to allow this man off the ship. They wouldn't let him off the ship. So finally, I tell him, you have to accommodate this man. It's the law. They go get a push wheelchair and tell his wife that she can take him on this push wheelchair. But they'll be renting it to her by the hour. I said, no, (laughs) no, ma'am, no, we're not paying to use this wheelchair. His scooter came apart in six or seven pieces. We offered to all take a piece on it and reassemble it on shore. No, they wouldn't let us on the tender with the scooter. So this is all like crazy, right? This whole conversation is just nuts. You're thinking they're not letting the handicapped man off the ship. They're not, they're not letting the handicapped man off the ship except in the push wheelchair. So finally the man is crying not his wife. She's furious. The man is crying because he's very embarrassed that this has all been done to him. 
I said, okay, we're gonna take this push wheelchair. We're gonna push you all over this island. And when we get back on the ship, ooh, heads are gonna roll. I think heads are gonna roll. Okay, we get back on the ship. Um, it was the, almost the second to last day. We get back before I'm even home. I have a letter from paparazzi in my email that I've been suspended. What? I've been suspended for having a uh, negative attitude at a paparazzi sponsored event because I was nasty to the man. I said, first of all, I wasn't nasty. Second of all, I was insistent. And third of all, I cannot believe I write this back to them. I cannot believe that you're telling me that you are defending the cruise line for violating the Americans with Disabilities Act. I said, I have it on film. We were filming it with our, my daughter was filming it on her phone. They said, well, we demand to see the video. I said, no, I've already turned it over to the Department of Justice. We've already filed an Americans with Disabilities Act violation. Like all the paperwork's done. I said, if you want a copy of the paperwork, we'll let you know. I said, but I find this repugnant. So I got, I got canceled. I got canceled. So they said, if you read this, read the, the policy and procedure manual that states that you'll have a positive attitude at a paparazzi sponsor event, this is your last warning. And uh, you understand that if you do this again, you won't be reinstated. And I thought, I said, okay, I read the section. So I guess that means I'm reinstated now. Okay. Month and a half later, a month and a half later, I get another suspension letter. I get another um, suspension letter. It says that it has come to our attention that you, in a in a video where you're selling paparazzi on Facebook, where you're selling paparazzi, that you are sharing the screen with a compliance canceled consultant. Oh, and I said, what? I'm sorry, what? A compliance canceled consultant. It was my daughter. So this, this is 2020 that this happens. Three years ago when they told us she can't be a consultant anymore if I win this prize, everybody's accounting us to go. So three years, $275,000 in jewelry I bought. Three years later, they couldn't, they couldn't cancel me over the Americans with Disabilities Act thing. So they canceled my, me for having my daughter in my video. Because years earlier, her account had been terminated because you had Correct. too many accounts in your household. Correct. So now she's out of compliance. And because she was yes. in your video, yes. you got fired, terminated. But the, paparazzi. But, the, but the part that is astounding about this whole story is she has been in every single video I've ever done to sell jewelry. She has been on every trip with me as a registered attendee at every event paparazzi ever allowed me to have a guest at, including um, a corporate grand opening for a brand new building they built where she's being hugged and kissed by the founders. Oh, we're so excited. We can't wait till you're 18. So of course for, she for is. For three years, they let it go on, but that's what they canceled us for officially. So now we're banned for life. Hashtag banned for life. Very proud. Very Hashtag proud. banned, banned for, for life. life. Me too. Not paparazzi yet, yet but maybe after high this one. High five. Band for life. 100% uh, high five. $275,000 later, um, I had 150,000 pieces of their jewelry in my basement and I got canceled. But before they canceled me, I had won a prize where I was supposed to get an exclusive piece of jewelry that I got to design, released to the entire company that I only my team could sell, took it away. Oh, I had man. a piece that I was allowed to request from a retired piece of jewelry that they were never going to sell again, that I got to choose from their entire history of paparazzi and bring it back, that my team got to sell exclusively, took it away, didn't give it to my team, didn't give it to me. Hundreds of thousands of dollars that prize would have been worth. Taken away. 
So I am a, um, I am a recovered multi-level marketer who was, um, very upset to, to realize after all the hard work and years of effort that we had put in, um, building a business for a company that did not care whether we uh, did whatever we did for them. It was only to make them look good. And as soon as we brought up any area where they might not shine, we had to go. So I learned a lesson. I, my kids learned a lesson. We all learned quite a lesson, but it was at quite an expense. And I'm still trying to sell it out of my basement. And it's, I've been canceled since February of 2020. I'm still selling the jewelry to try to get rid of it. Wow. So, yeah, we are not big fans of paparazzi. No, not me neither. I am also not, not a fan of paparazzi jewelry at all, especially even more now after hearing your story and even more after what we're going to talk about shortly about what's right. happening. So you didn't even get to choose to leave. You just were basically told, oh, like, I got you're fine, done. Which is fine. But every, but interestingly enough, because I've continued to tell my story, um, when things come up that are bad, someone always reaches out and lets me know what happened. So during paparazzi's convention, I had a friend who has uh, MS and is on a walker. And I, this is somebody I actually know. It's not just some stranger. Her name's Leah Fleischman. Uh, she walks with a walker because she has MS. Her walker was taken from her at convention because they said no walkers were allowed into the event area um, because they were... Uh, they were blocking the flow of traffic. So they took her medical device from her and refused to return it until the conclusion of the event in the arena. So during that time, she uh, fell down, hurt herself, soiled herself. Really, it was terrible what was done to her. Um, then, But the people on the scooters and the electric wheelchairs this time, they were taken on a special elevator to the front row, but no walkers. Scooters, okay. Walkers, no walkers. What? right? It makes no sense at all. So I had done a video just telling people, if you still work for this company, consider what would happen to you if at any point in your life, you needed a medical device and someone just took it from you, that you paid for a ticket and expected to walk into an arena, make your way slowly but surely to a seat and you had your medical device taken from you. No one assisted you to a seat. The seat was nowhere near you when your medical device was taken, but you were given a hang tag and told you could come back and pick it up at will call. I said, imagine how that would make you feel. And I said, imagine what could have happened to you. And all these people are upset. Everybody's, you know, beyond. And I said, yeah, that, that, that happened to her. And she was on the video and she talked about it. Yes, it was me. It happened. It was terrible. Okay. So then we find out two weeks later, all the people with COVID, all the people started passing away, unfortunately. Um, one of the girls this year who won a necklace like I won, this big Z prize where you're one of the named people, she's on event in the ICU right now because she had to go to convention to get her prize but caught COVID. The founders are in hundreds of pictures on everybody's social media wearing no masks. There were people who um, were sick when they came, wrote all over their social media. They were ill before they arrived but, but showed up anyway. There was no requirement to show that you were either vaccinated or that you had a negative COVID test and the city of Las Vegas had a mask mandate in effect, and it was not enforced. Now, people keep coming on to my posts and saying, but they were enforced. I was told to pull my mask up. I said, well, that's great. It was enforced to you. There were 22,000 people there. I don't think there is 
a system alive that could keep 22,000 people compliant, it just shouldn't have happened. So we've had a very interesting week um, full of consultants getting on our page and telling us all that we're just crabby and have sour grapes because we got fired. And if, and if we had been there, we'd have been at convention too. So we're hypocrites. And I thought, okay, you can say all that. I, I can't answer whether or not I'd have been there, but I can tell you that my family's been in quarantine for about a year and a half because my son and I both have an autoimmune disorder. So I can tell you we wouldn't have been there. Can I guarantee it? No, but I can tell you likely no. Um, but the biggest error in judgment I have seen so far is that paparazzi hit a convention, but secondarily to that, they're not acknowledging that anything has happened. In fact, they are, according to people who are, who are, are giving me information, they're suggesting to all the elite consultants that they let their teams know that um, they should take down any pictures of themselves on Mastic Convention because we can't have a negative, we can't have negative uh, publicity. We can't have negative publicity. So we're not going to give anybody any evidence that we didn't follow the guidelines specifically. And all these people who got COVID, they could have gotten it anywhere. They've already taken down the profiles from their replicated websites of the consultants who passed away. Um, they're not they're not making any public statement about it. They're not saying that they're sorry, but they did have an upcoming event in October where the people who won that prize where I got the shopping spree, um, they're no longer going to have them come because the danger of COVID is apparently too strong, but it's too late now because oh there's already at least 10 people dead Jeez. and hundreds more sick, hundreds. Yeah. So for anybody that's listening to what, what Tracy just said um, and is going, wait, what just happened? Um, let's go back to the beginning of August. So the very beginning of August, I believe it was the first weekend of August. Yes. Um, paparazzi decided to just throw their yearly conference in Vegas at the MGM Grand. Yes. Uh, despite the Delta variant, despite people saying, hey, this might not be a good idea. And despite other MLMs deciding to once again go virtual, paparazzi said, nah, we're going to just, you know, see what happens. And here's the interest. Here's it's even more. They offered zero virtual option. They asked, there's a frequently asked questions page on their own convention website. It says, will there be a virtual option? Absolutely not. If you had a ticket, now the tickets were sold months ago. Okay. Back when it might've been, we were all on the, maybe on the upswing, it was going to perhaps happen safely. And the, the tickets say non-refundable. Okay. They say non-refundable. People understood it was non-refundable. If you got COVID or any hit, it, it specifically said, if I have COVID, can I get a refund? No. Tickets are non-refundable. So if you decided that you were going to be a responsible human and not come and bring an active known COVID case to their convention, you didn't get your 200. Some people said $245. Some people have said $275. Let's just say 200 something dollar ticket back. Didn't get a kick, can't have a refund and it's not transferable. So you just lose out on your ticket price. Okay. Yeah. That's but, the sunk cost of MLM, yeah. right? Like either show up exactly. or don't. That was really but interesting because I saw that too. No refunds yeah. at all. No other but if option you don't other show than coming. Up, and you have a ticket and you don't show up, you have to pay them $50 as a, as a fee because they had a bag there for you and you didn't pick it up. And if you don't pay them the $50 within a certain period of time, you get canceled and lose your account. Okay, so hold on a second. So someone told me something about this $50 fee. I thought it was because if you still wanted your swag bag, you'd have to pay $50 
for, and then to mail it to you. But what no. you're saying is if you don't go, not only yes. will you not get your refund back, but they will charge you a $50 fee for inconveniencing them by having a bag for you there. Correct. So this, they've done this for years though. So the, the vacation I was talking about that we had won on the boat, a girlfriend of mine had an emergency appendectomy. She could not come. She was in the hospital. She had to pay, she had to pay back the cost of her cruise because she'd won her ticket. She won her ticket and didn't pay for the cruise, but she had to pay them back the cost of her cruise ticket because they had reserved a room for her, even though she couldn't come. She had to pay them back to was 400. I want to say it was somewhere between 200 and 400. I don't know the exact number. It doesn't even matter. She had won the cruise. She had qualified for a free ticket, but because she did not come, emergency surgery, he has all the paperwork, no excuse. You don't show up. You had to pay back the cost of the ticket, even though it was free, because you said, yes, I'd like to come, and an emergency occurred. That's wild. It is wild. They're Tracy, that is wild. They are the singular most, they're just this most selfish, most ridiculous the other night I was sitting and I'm not an overly religious person, but I was thinking that the, the, the Christian 10 commandments, and I know everybody's Christian, but um, the Christian 10 commandments or thou shalt not do this. Thou shalt not do that. They're really just the 10 commandments of if, if you take out God and put in paparazzi, that's their policy and procedure. Jeez. Yeah. It's pretty well, gross. I mean, MLMs <laughs> are cults. So right. I'm not surprised that you say these things and the behavior we're seeing is very cult-like. You don't come, you don't get the money back and you're going to have to pay us more. So you better be there. I'm sure yes. you guys used to hear that sort of stuff too. Like you better be there. I'm the one that pays your paychecks. You better, I know what you can afford. Like just ridiculousness. It's a total cult. It's pretty horrible. Um, so they decided to have this convention anyway. And that yes. whole weekend we see all kinds of photos of convention goers wearing masks around their chin straps, taking photos. Uh, or no mask even on there. There's so many of them where they didn't even have mask in the picture, meaning it wasn't even below their chin. It was not even like you couldn't even yank a mask back up on your face. You couldn't find it to, to hook it on your face. And I saw people that had masks on that were like lace and mesh and like not oh, yeah, actually with, with the jewelry masks. on them. That was yeah. just decoration. The mesh with the yeah with the the diamonds and oh yeah they were quite fashionable in their disregard for a mask mandate. But you know. If you're, if the owners of the company are walking around with their faces completely naked, why would you assume that you had to participate in a mask mandate just because it's the law in the city of Las Vegas? It doesn't apply to paparazzi. No. And that went into effect, I believe, July 31st, which was before the convention began. And paparazzi put out a statement on their website that stated they would follow all CDC guidelines, contacted us, called us names, you know, posted horrible things on our social media, threatened to kick our asses, threatened to sue us. I mean, my kid is 17 years old and somebody who's a millionaire from paparazzi threatened to kick her ass and then sue her for using her name out loud, for stating her name out loud. Although all we were doing was identifying her from a picture she posted on her own social media where she was wearing a face shield, which is not a mask. But, but I'm sure you know, it was a public photo too. And I'm sure oh, she oh, was her photo up in arms. Social, yeah. yeah, she was, and, and, and this is the worst part about it. She was holding um, 
she was hugging one of the consultants that passed away and had posted a, a post about how sorry she was that the woman had died. So this was a picture what? of them at this was a picture of them at convention where she's hugging the woman who's passed away with a clear face shield over her face, not a mask, but a face shield, which is not a mask and does not meet mask mandate requirements. And we said, okay, but you wear a mask. She's like, how, don't say my name. You can't say my name. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You can't say your name. What are you, Beetlejuice? <laughs> say your name three times? No, but she's going to quote unquote kick our asses and then sue us because her goons wear suits and she's got nothing but time and resources. I thought, so you're going to spend all this time and money talking and trying to distract. First of all, let's distract from the fact that you're hugging a dead woman. Have you been tested for COVID? Because even if you're vaccinated, you can actually get COVID and people with the Delta variant are becoming ill. So instead of wasting your time running your mouth, why don't you go get swapped for COVID, first of all? And second of all, are we just going to not talk about the fact that you were at convention? She got COVID at convention. She and her husband are dead now from the COVID they got at convention. But you love your job. And oh, the best was she said, I didn't encourage anybody on my team. You can't. I didn't encourage anybody on my team to go to convention. Everybody's an adult. They could go, oh, so you're an elite leader, but you didn't tell anybody to come to convention on your team. Sure. Because we know how the we know how MLM works. We don't ever try to tell anybody in our downline to do anything. We don't demand that they buy things to make us look. We don't demand that they show up at events so we can have a big crowd of people for a photo op. No, that never happens. Of course, you're absolutely correct. That's a mistake in you for somebody else. I'm so sorry. <laughs> pardon me madam <laughs> exactly right i love um i love that that people tagged me in your video for friday night your facebook live and i'll link that below so that people can see it um but they tagged me in it and i was watching it again today because i just you i i love it i lost I just my love it. I it's okay I it's okay it's salty if you watch it it's salty girls and boys i lost my cool i was very upset it's okay you're allowed to be salty you're allowed to be spicy it's okay Vanilla is kind of a boring flavor nowadays. Okay. All right. I love though um, that you called paparazzi criminally irresponsible because it's gross. It's really gross, right? So, like we said, the first week of the month was the convention. The second weekend, we started seeing consultants say, I don't feel so good. And they're <laughs> posting things and they're like, I'm a little under the weather this weekend. I think I'm going to take the weekend off. And then the next weekend, we see people in the hospital yes. saying, y'all, COVID's real. I'm in the hospital. And then this week that we just had, uh, at the time of your video, there was seven dead, unfortunately. Yeah. I believe yeah. now the last count I heard was 10. Yes. That's okay. the ones I can confirm that I saw like posts about this person's passed away on their own profile, like not somebody is, you know, the rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. No, these were real, like, please, you know, pray for our family. We've lost so-and-so. They passed away on the state. Real um, obituary type posts, um, memorial posts, just, and, and I'm, I'm sure there are probably more because everybody, I don't know everybody, the, there are 500,000 listed consultants over the time that paparazzi's been in existence. There's Many, many people I'm sure I will not know about, but there's also the secondary and tertiary group of people who are not consultants, but are family, friends, and coworkers of consultants who took that home and got sick. One post person posted on my timeline, her 10-week-old granddaughter was in the hospital because her stepmother was a paparazzi consultant, had gone to convention and brought it back to their house. 
Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet, and they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect, effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. National Voter Registration Day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly, nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy, and it's all about getting as many people as possible to, that's right, register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but there's still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts Registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. Get registered there in minutes and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. And then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash Spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash Spotify. See you at the polls. It's a 10 week old baby. Oh so God. it is, it's all good and well, it's all good and well to not 
to give everybody, everybody has free will. I acknowledge that all adults have free will in this. Every consultant who attended that convention, he had, he had the choice to, to go there. Some are Absolutely, vaccinated, some I are agreed that too. Everybody has the choice to do what they want to do. But what I cannot wrap my head around is why a responsible company would put so many lives at risk and have an event and allow 22,000 people to come in without, even if, even if every single one of them had worn a mask, one sick person can still spread it. And the people without masks, the people taking their masks down for photos, this is what happens at every convention. You don't go to a convention and not take photos. The whole reason you go is to get the specific convention exclusive jewelry you can't get if you don't go, one of the incentives to show up. Second, if you had a ticket, you didn't get your prizes if you didn't show up. Third, you go there to network to make your business look good so you can put it all over social media that this, oh, we have so much fun and we're such a success. You know this is going to happen. This is a predictable outcome. The behavior was completely predictable. Everybody does have free will. Yes, all of the adults should come. But what about the woman that was there with her baby in a baby carrier? The baby didn't have free will and the baby was exposed. The woman who had the baby in the baby carriers, a woman named Mandy Hyde. She was my upline in paparazzi, way up the line. She is one of the most successful consultants in the history of the company. She had a very young infant daughter and a baby Bjorn strapped to her chest at the entire convention. With The baby had no mask. I know babies aren't supposed to wear a mask, but children are getting sick from the Delta variant. And my understanding, I could be wrong, but I, she's, she's a nurse. My understanding was she had graduated from nursing school and here she is with her infant daughter with her face mask off and hun just hundreds of pictures of her hugging every human because she said, I come to this convention because I wouldn't be here without you. I come here to meet you and support you. I'm here for you. So come and get your picture taken with me and without my, you know, with me without my mask and here's my baby. She went to the concerts with the baby. She went to photo opportunities with the baby. The baby, okay, everybody can, you have free will. And I realize parents get to make choices for their kids. There was a baby at this convention. So I, I just, as a parent, have a hard time watching. I, I, I just lose my, I lose my cool. Yeah. And I wanted so badly just to be, I just wanted to give information. I didn't want to lose my, to lose my cool when I was speaking about it. Cause I know everybody gets, some people get really turned off and people get emotional and I'm not, I wasn't there. My children are not sick, but the whole argument that we were all adults and we all had a choice to come, that baby didn't have a choice. And I when heard we talk about the cult aspect of MLM, did they really have a choice when we see the evidence that they were going to lose their ticket money and be fined for not going? Did they really have free will? And did they really have a choice? Um, I had a screenshot that I shared of a woman I was talking about how she had said she wasn't going to go and she was attacked by her upline saying that she was you're fear mongering the team. You're scaring my whole team. This is so unnecessary. Okay. Was yeah, it? And I believe that that woman is no longer with paparazzi. She was, talking I think about she, how she resigned. Was I want to say she resigned. She sent me a note. I want, I've gotten so many notes, Roberta. I feel terrible because I, I feel like I should say, you know, I want to say the name. There was tons of people who who sent positive feedback. And when we did the video and talked about, you know, just the just the negligence I feel was involved in having this size of an event in a city that is a COVID hotspot with no with no 
absolutely no preparation. It was it was an attendant at your own risk. Their way wa- their waivers said attendant at your own risk. We were washing our hands of any responsibility here because they knew have, what would happen. Yeah. They knew what would happen. Of now course they're they covering did. it up. It was yes. a money grab for the cult. They don't yeah. care about their consultants. They never have. It was, oh, and no, they it never was their will. ten year anniversary. It was their ten year anniversary, and they're such egomaniacs. You must show up. For the 10 year anniversary party, how dare you think that we are not more important than your health? How dare you not show up and polish the pink crown with your tears? How dare you not show up? So on your guys's live, your daughter said that there was like over 10,000 people and that you guys said this was the biggest event that paparazzi's ever had. So funnily enough, apparently the 10,000 people was wrong. Paparazzi put out a statement that it, they were, it was a sold out event at 22,000 tickets and they, it was their biggest event ever. Uh, that 22,000 tickets were sold. Now we know everybody did not show up, of course, but 22,000 tickets were sold. The MGM Grand holds um, thousands and thousands of people and that arena looked pretty flipping packed in all their videos. So they stated that it was a sellout event and 22,000 tickets were sold. So it was way more than we had even guesstimated. I really didn't think people, I really didn't think people would go to an event, a live event during these trying times, but I was really, really wrong. Okay. So that figure 22,000. Okay. That's how many tickets were sold. And yeah. if we're saying there's no refunds, right. And the right. tickets we're hearing numbers between like 225 and 275. Well, so we're going to go with 250. That seems like it a good average. About, I did rough math, yeah. 6 million bucks. I'm not yeah. a math athlete, but I got a calculator. Yeah. This yeah. math at 250, it's 5.5 million just yeah. in ticket sales alone. Then they have exclusive jewelry that's only right. released at the event, which uh, which sold out in, in seconds, sold out in seconds. So whatever their markup is on that, thousands and thousands of more dollars created there. Because yeah. the paparazzi consultants are the true customers. Very few people sell it at parties. So if you sell it live and in person at parties and you show up and people just transact with you cash, that's the ideal situation where maybe you'd make $2.25. But the way we sold it through social selling, where we had to ship it all out and we were leaving it all in our home and storing it until we shipped it out in the mail, we were averaging about 75 cents a piece, which is why we bought in such a large volume to make profit. It was all part of our little, um, this is how you run an actual business thing that I was trying to teach my kid. Like, listen, the profit is not $2.25. Let's talk about all the costs involved in storing, maintaining, shipping, you know, all of these things we have to do. Plus we have to go live and we got to have equipment for going live and we have to wear makeup to get, we have to wear makeup. Okay. Because you have to look nice. You have to look nice because you have to hold paparazzi's image. So there's all these secondary costs. So to come out of it, making 75 cents a piece to make a living wage. I mean, depending on what you need to live in your house, if you need to make 2,500 to $3,000 a month, you got to sell 5,000 pieces. 4,000 pieces of jewelry. I don't know. Um, ah. Really bad at math, Roberta. Why are you making me math, girl? Because I'm it, worse it, at math. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> just say there's a lot. Of well, I, I just said like move. maybe $200 a day, but that's yeah. 266 pieces a day. It is. Now, if we would go live, pieces a day. if we would go live, we might sell 150 to 200 pieces of jewelry. Maybe, but we didn't go live every day. We went live two or three times a week. So we counted on website sales. Um, and this was just for people who sell. So really what you're saying to everybody is 
it's hard to make money just selling the jewelry. So what you're supposed to do to make money is recruit so you get 10% of what everybody buys below you. There's millionaires there who have, you know, make a million dollars in a year. They're called six-figure bling bosses, seven-figure bling bosses. Oh my God, really? Yeah, six and seven-figure bling bosses have made, you know, six and seven figures in one year in commission alone from their teams. They get... 10% of their first line, 5% of their next line. And then depending on how big their team gets, they get a percentage like all the way down to the bottom. Right. How high they rank, they unlock more levels. of. Yes. They unlock more levels of, and, and, but they have to have those three legs balanced or they don't get their ultimate unlock. And I just laugh because I started a business to teach my kid how to run a business. I didn't start a business to teach a hundred thousand other people how to run a business. So when I realized, first of all, I was never going to be a recruiter. We concentrated on just trying to sell, but we were not popular. I went to an event and one of the corporate leadership group, um, this corporate leader lady who's over these elite consultants, I was never an elite consultant because I didn't have a team. Their elite is considered somebody who reaches a certain rank and I never reached it. She said, what are you going to reach an elite level? And I said, well, I'm never. She goes, what do you mean never? I said, I don't want to recruit. I don't want to manage people. She goes, I don't understand. What? What? Of course you want to manage people. Of course you want. No. Well, I don't understand this at all. And she just walks away. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so, like, I was speaking French and she didn't understand what I was saying. I'm like, I don't want to manage people. I felt like if I brought them into the company, I was responsible for their success. And if, and if I was telling them I was making money and you can too, because I have a sense of ethics and personal morality, I I didn't want to lie. I'm like, listen, we make money, but we work really hard and here's how we do it. So over the life of my paparazzi three and a half year career, 56 separate people had joined my team or their downline, 56 separate people. Only about 20 of them were ever active. And when they didn't make money, they quit. And I was like, girl, I totally understand. If you're not making money and you don't want to do the things we're doing, I get it. But then I had people who made a whole lot of money. Um, There were people who opened up storefronts and sold it like it was a little gift shop. It was just jewelry. Um, People who sold it subcontracted in hair salons and boutiques. They did fine. But everybody doesn't make money. And I wasn't going to try to tell somebody, well, you should buy more. That's how you'll make money. Buy more jewelry. Clearly the stuff you have is not the best stuff. If you just buy more, no. Because the leadership says every single piece is marketable. It's all beautiful. Somebody's going to love it. If it doesn't sell now, it'll eventually sell. Well, sure, if I put it out on the street corner and say, this is all yours for a buck, sure, somebody's going to take it. Tracy, you're just not getting it in front of the right eyes. Eyes are out there. You just have to find them. Don't you? You should work harder. You should. You should work harder. You're not working hard enough. Did you sleep last night? (laughs) How many parties are you having a week, Tracy? Only two, because you should be having five. That's why you're not successful. Yeah. So having all this free time to spend with my family, completely eaten up by marketing your crap. Yeah. This time and freedom, they try to tell me, you can work from home a few hours a week from your phone and make all this money. You can replace your, no, you cannot. It's a job. It's hard. And if you own your own business, if you really own your own business, you are never off of work. But if you work for a network marketing company, you also don't own your own business. So like, where is, you've got all the perks. 
you've got all the pain of, of having to run your own business, but none of the perks of like making your own schedule or not having people breathing down your neck. So for you being so educated and being, you know, a tax attorney and all of this stuff, at what point in your paparazzi journey, did you realize, oh shit, this isn't actually a business. I made money until the day I left selling their jewelry. I made money. It just wasn't very much money. I did not operate at a loss. I realized early on that the only way to make a substantial amount of money there was with sheer volume of transactions turning over. But I also figured out right away that the only people who were going to maintain sales for me at that level were other consultants. So I made it my business to get on every day at the time that new dropped and purchase the things that I knew would be great. First, I'd go buy a hundred of things because you were allowed to buy up to a hundred. Then they reduced the amount to 50. And I was still buying 50 of everything because I knew that there were people who were not going to get that jewelry and they'd buy it from me. But my feeling was, if you're that, I guess, indoctrinated that you must buy the only these five pieces out of the hundred on the website are going to be marketable. If you really believe that, then you're, you kind of, that's okay. You're kind of my, you're my target audience. Like I quit trying to market to anybody outside of the business. I was really like a middleman because that's the only way to make money. You can either recruit hundreds and hundreds of people and then leave them to their own devices knowing they're not going to be successful. Or you can learn right away to be the paparazzi middleman. I was the middle market for paparazzi. And so was every other big selling consultant. They're not selling to end users. Some of them will have hundreds of people on a live show watching and um, 75, 80% of them are other consultants just trying to buy. Absolutely. Because 100%. they can't get it themselves. Yeah, that's how it was in LuLaRoe too. I can't even tell I you how many it. times. I would have friends, uh, like consultant friends come over. They're like, oh, are you getting new boxes today? I'm going to be by your house. Can I come and see what you got? Can I have first picks? And they would pay full price. They'd be like, oh my God, this is a unicorn. I will definitely pay full price for this. Yeah, everything is a unicorn. Yeah, everything right out of the box, paying me full price before anybody else had seen it. My downline, my own team. But yeah. that's encouraged, so you don't even feel bad because you're like it's 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 a live and let it's a live and let die kind of situation. The strong survive because the strong can get on at three o'clock, and the strong got good Wi-Fi, so the strong are getting it all. And the weak with the weak Wi-Fi and the weak cell signal, you're paying full price. You better I... get better Wi-Fi. <laughs> I swear, man, I'm in the middle of like making merch for my store that I'm going to open eventually one day. And I swear, like, I feel like the, <laughs> the strong have good Wi-Fi is like, yes, the best thing I've ever heard. Yes. It's so funny. What makes, they're like, what makes a top consultant and paparazzi? I'm like, good Wi-Fi. <laughs> you will never be a success if you cannot get the five unicorn pieces a day that sell out in, within the first... You will get on at three o'clock and at 3.02, there's nothing to be seen that you want because you know the rest of it. So the, so the owner uh, fancies herself a designer and she tells everybody at the convention that she personally designs all of this jewelry. Okay, so there's thousands of pieces that go through every day. First of all, it's not true because we found that out pretty immediately after getting canceled that we um, Googled jewelry wholesalers. <laughs> And found about six Chinese websites with all the lookalike jewelry. I'm like, oh, absolutely. They better get over there and get their trademark infringement case going because this jewelry looks exactly like these specially designed pieces. Wink. Yeah. Right. They're like, oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh the, the Chinese it's websites are copying us. 
I know. The be- that's the it's, best. It's counterfeit paparazzi. I'm like, paparazzi's $5. We don't need counterfeit paparazzi. Like, first of all, I'm pretty sure that there's people at, uh, you know, it's ChineseJewelry.com decided themselves or stole it from some real jewelry designer and knocked it off like they do right after the Oscars when they make all those dresses and all of a sudden they're available on Wish. Like, good luck, people. Good luck. It's it's not that special. Um, it's not, they say it's nickel and lead free, but we've seen all the people do the tests on the jewelry that show that it does have nickel content and lead content. Like, come on. For five bucks, what do you expect? What do you expect? And people, well, I expect them not to lie about it. If you want to talk about having an affordable price, then don't be, don't lie. It's, if it's affordable, why are you lying? Isn't it amazing when like the cult is like, it's amazing jewelry. And the followers are like, it's amazing jewelry. And then someone's like, it made my neck turn green. And they're like, you're just a hater. And you're like, no, no they're, they're like, like that's your personal pH, ma'am. That's your personal pH. <laughs> your pH is off. You should detox. I have a shake you probably, for that. You, but we can't tell you about another company that would have a detox product because that's the other thing in the cult of paparazzi. You may not ever speak about anybody else's business, period. We've had, we've had people document to us. They were canceled over selling Girl Scout cookies. They were doc, one of them for selling her own car. Because if you... If you advertise paparazzi jewelry on your personal social media profile, you may never mention another business. During the pandemic, they sent around a notification that said that if you are doing excessive cooking demonstrations, it may make people believe that you are attempting to create another line of business and you could potentially be canceled. Like, you're going to cancel me over my tuna noodle casserole? Okay. It's pretty good, but I'm saying, uh, I mean, I'll keep it to myself. God forbid we sh- we share the mac and cheese our four-year-old will actually eat. Like, Cancel. don't do it. Yeah, haters, haters. What, um, another top yeah. consultant in paparazzi just got canceled a couple of months ago because she has a clothing business. She had a whole separate page for it, but somebody shared it onto her jewelry page thinking they were helping her. Paparazzi canceled her because their, her other business was being marketed on her jewelry page. They canceled Dang. her. No recourse. She's also banned for life. I'm curious what paparazzi's compliance budget is. So I got a letter today. Um, I got a letter today from their attorney's office stating that I was using um, forbidden. I was using their forbidden stock photos, and I had to cease and desist that. So, oh, um, pr- proprietary not, information. Uh huh. They're very valuable. But, but the funny thing was they referenced the wrong business name at the bottom. They referenced somebody else's business. So I wrote her note. I'm like, hey, did you get a letter from paparazzi's attorney's office talking about um, you were using letters? She's like, yeah, how'd you know? I'm like, because they put your business name on my letter. <laughs> they forgot so, to copy paste your name off of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, but I was laughing because I'm pretty sure that they've got their own personal um, paralegal. The funny thing is, they they take the they take stock photos. Um, they don't understand that the rest of us were at their corporate office, saw exactly what their stock photo setup is. It's literally a white screen and a piece of poster board and um, these two large square camp lights that light it up and then a picture. We take our own pictures. We have the same side. It's a light box. It's a light box with a white background. It's literally a piece of jewelry 
in a light box with a white background. That's their very valuable stock photos. I take my own. I bought a light box. It's from Amazon. It's like $36. So they're getting mad at you because they think you're using their stock photos, but yes. they're your own photos you took in a light box. Yes. Because I'd already gotten a cease and desist letter that said I wasn't allowed to use their stock photos. I'm like, okay, well, it's not that hard to take a picture in a light box. I'm going to go ahead and get my own light box. But these are just obviously our logos with the uh, logo, our photos with the logo removed. I'm like, oh, you're so cute and stupid, but cute. I'm not going to I mean, you're a lawyer. What do they think? Well, it doesn't matter. I don't think they do. I think that thinking is above all of their pay grades. They are wait to be told what to think and nobody told them what, somebody told them to think that, so they all did. They're literally... If you go to our website and look at our jewelry, it's literally pieces of jewelry on a white background. Yeah, no, I did. I did a TikTok. It's a a piece of foam board from the Dollar Tree. Yeah, I did a a TikTok on paparazzi and I was like, let's see what the the jewelry at the top of the website is. And I just scrolled down and I was like, this is all, you know, not cute. And someone commented and she's like, well, you're only showing the ugly stuff. And I'm like, I'm literally showing what the website is showing. Because you're not a consultant and all that's left is that stuff, right? The cute stuff got sold at three o'clock Eastern Standard Time. One o'clock mountain. One o'clock mountain. (laughs) One o'clock mountain. You got to climb that mountain. Oh, Mm. it just made me laugh. It makes me laugh. This is clearly our photo with the logo removed. I'm like, wow. Clearly. Clearly. I'm like, so nobody else has a, has a light box. Nobody no else has a, no. has a black bust or a white. No one has nobody. this ability, but us. No, nobody. <laughs> we are magical. We're sent down by the same Jesus that anointed us all. That's the other with thing. Our oils. <laughs> yeah. With our oils. We are anointed by oils, but not any other corporate oil. We don't talk about other companies with oil. We don't speak of this. They do a lot of uh, religious shilling at their events. They have a lot of religious speakers and they have a lot of, um, they have a lot of talk about how they're called by, you know, their God. And I say their God, because I'm pretty sure my sky daddy doesn't like that kind of crap. So I'm like, "Mm, not the same. But they are not a cult. And we are going to train you at the three o'clock meeting that's called We Are Not a Cult and how to tell people we are not a cult. And it is taught by all of the best people that know all of the best things. So you better be there. Exactly. No other industry but multi-level marketing teaches their people what to say when people ask, is this a cult or a pyramid scheme? No, just MLMs. Just MLMs. And here is why it is not. We have a list. Girl, you are like just so much fun. We survived, girl. We survived. We're still here. I hope I everyone mean, listening to us is laughing right now and not going. I hope oh my they God, are because they both think, have lost their shit. I cannot. I can't. If you can't laugh about like the mistakes you've made in your life and move on, because you, we all learn something from it. Um, what I have learned is that I am not a good compliant. I'm not a compliant person. I'm not compliant. Client. I yeah, I cannot keep a positive attitude at a sponsored event. I don't have a positive attitude. I really thoroughly enjoy um, the freedom that I have from actually owning my own business. 
And honestly, the one thing that I, there are two things I will say, maybe even three that I think are positive. Number one, I did identify a business that my kid loves because now we have our own private jewelry brand and we're still selling jewelry and she's running it herself. She's 17. She's doing a great job picking out her own products. She finances her own purchases. She does her own marketing. All the things I wanted her to learn, she did. Um, she didn't learn it there, but she learned it, period. Um, I was right about one thing. She does love jewelry and she still loves it and she's having a great time. The second thing I learned was that there's an entire industry that is based on tricking people into believing what the fact sheets that they put out actually state the complete opposite of because they all have to have these income statements, income disclosure statements, but they, there's an entire industry dedicated to telling you that even though they're required by law to put out an income disclosure statement, you will be the exception to that because somehow you will be the magical one and everybody believes it. I didn't think that there was an industry that was so completely false in their marketing techniques that the government would allow to stay open. But somehow they all still, by putting an asterisk and saying, see our income disclosure statement, get away with lying to hundreds and hundreds of people every day, all day long. That was interesting because it kind of led me to a new career path. And that is helping educate people that what they think is their own business is not really their own business. And now when people leave those and want to start their own business, I actually have a whole new business in helping them start real businesses for themselves. It was a career path I did not expect to go into. And I love it so much. It's so much more sex. So I used to be a tax attorney and doing taxes, super boring. It's just super boring. I mean, I liked it because I'm a nerd, but still super boring. No one wanted to talk to me at cocktail parties. Like, so what do you do? Taxes. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I think my mom is calling. Me to go. Mom, <laughs> do you hear something? Wait, someone just said my name. I'll be right back. So exactly. And now I literally get to help people form real businesses. I help them with trademarks. I help them incorporate themselves. I help them get their business licenses. I help them do their bookkeeping. I like teach people real business skills so they can be entrepreneurs and they can run their own businesses. And they're so, it's so much more empowering. It is so much more empowering, especially recovering MLMers. And I say recovering because I won't work with anybody anymore that is actually in a multi-level marketing business because I used to, when I was with paparazzi, one of the elite leaders had me come to her house for a weekend and I incorporated like a hundred people in her downline in one weekend. I just sat there and incorporated, incorporated like one every 15 minutes. I just incorporated all these women. Like, it's not going to do you any good though, because you're not really your own business, but I'll do your paperwork, girl. Sure. Now I won't do it anymore because I'm like, yeah, you realize that you're not actually a business, right? You're a 1099 independent contractor. You don't own your own business. Anyway. I have a whole new career path and I, I'm not saying that I'm not saying I'm, I'm happy. I'm saying that I feel like this, this cloud had a silver lining for me. And I feel like your cloud did too, because now you are doing this and your podcast is amazing and reaches hundreds of thousands of people and whatever we can do, you know, whatever we can do to help people who really go into these businesses wanting to be business people and give their, their families a good life. We're both helping them in our own way, do something that we didn't know we were supposed to do before. So that's cool. The whole path to getting here was pretty rocky, but the, but the outcome of it 
Like, if this is what we're supposed to do, we're doing it, girl. We're doing it. So high five. High five to you and hashtag we're banned for life. We got it. We got our own club. Hashtag banned for life. Yeah. Um, I think it's amazing. One, I definitely want to link your daughter's jewelry business in the show notes so people can support her actual real jewelry business instead of paparazzi. And also you. you. I want to promote your business as well. That's incredible. I know so many women who are leaving MLM and saying, I can do this on my own, who are so clueless and have no idea where to start. And you are the perfect resource for that. That's what I'm doing. And I love it. I feel like I get chills. Like I really love it. I really love it. I love it. I will say, I'm probably going to need your help here pretty soon as well, but I'm going to tell you, you. I love the the side effect of this podcast of meeting people like you who are doing things to help others and who will you'll be able to connect with so many people that are listening to this right now and going oh my god I I'm need to talk to Tracy she knows exactly what I'm gonna need yes I do and I learned it I learned it the hard way so come on take take a shortcut let me help honestly yes. like I consider myself the shortcut to like making all the mistakes on your own like anybody can do it themselves but let's, let's help each other. Let's shortcut it for people who really want to concentrate on the business of doing business and not on the business of paperwork. So that's my whole, that's my whole calling now is just to help other people get, who've gotten, you know, caught in the web of MLM. There is light at the end of the tunnel. There is the rainbow at the end of the storm. I'm the silver lining, baby. I should have named my business silver lining instead of what I did, but it's all right. Hey, it's, it's great. It's wonderful. Okay. So Rapid fire questions at the end of this. Lot, okay. Little ask some questions. Whatever comes to mind, just spit it out. All right. Okay. One word that encompasses how you feel about MLM. Cult. Uh, me too. A warning to somebody who wants to join an MLM. Look at the income disclosure statement. When it says that 70% of people make this little amount of money (laughs) and only 0.01% of anybody is making a living wage, believe it. Absolutely. You better believe it, guys. You know, you know better by now. You better believe it. (laughs) I hope. I hope. Worst MLM in your opinion, Tracy. Worst MLM in my opinion. That new dirt eating one. Boo. Oh my god! MLM is the worst in history because people are actually paying to eat dirt, and I was astounded by that. As much as I think paparazzi is gross, I'm sorry, but conning people into eating dirt—that is solidly sick. I'm sorry, they have you seen how small those bags of dirt are? No, because I literally just heard about it like three days ago. People are like, "What?" They're like, "Boo this, boo that." I'm like, "Boo." It's Halloween. Boo what? is woo. Boo is poo. <laughs> like, boo, boo is not good. Dirt. Huh? Yeah, it's 60,000 year old bog dirt from Canada just downwind from the uh, waste treatment facility. So, oh, yeah, that's that 60,000 year old dirt has a half life because it's radioactive. But eat this. You'll feel so much better or you'll die. Either and they claim it's vegan. And I was like, how can you? <laughs> How do you know it's vegan? Like, like what if a woolly mammoth fell in there 60,000 years ago? Decomposing in it all the time. Anyway, girl, I, yes. I think they win. Uh-huh. The, uh huh. I was looking up, I was like, what is fulvic acid anyway? Fulvic acid is the byproduct left behind of organic matter decomposing. So it's that like so compost. Great. 
you know, it's I, compost. I'm super jealous. I could probably just go outside and lick my backyard and get the same effect, but I have yes, dogs. You would probably gross. get parasites yeah. that way too. Super. <laughs> I heard you can lose weight with a mess. That's a nice side effect. Like I lost, I, I seriously, I missed died, but I'm down like 18 pounds. I'm yeah, I just like ate this dirt with a tapeworm in it and look how good yeah. I look now. I'm so skinny. His name's Jacob. We're friends. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> They win. You and Jacob the tapeworm. Hardest yeah. lesson you guys learned in MLM. <laughs> mm, that you cannot, you cannot teach other people to have, you cannot teach other, even to learn from your own mistakes. You cannot teach other people. They have to experience it for themselves. Cause I have been talking about how hard this business is, but nobody wanted to believe it was hard. They only wanted to believe that they could win the prizes that I'd been pranced across the stage to win and even though I tried very hard to be blunt they didn't want to hear it they only wanted to believe the shiny and you you cannot convince somebody who's looking for shiny that that light at the end of the tunnel is the train you cannot convince them of that or not everyone anyway people go into it with such high hopes and such such amazing expectations and they just it is almost impossible to meet them and I'm not saying miracles don't happen and people don't some people don't make money but I it, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. I mean, it wasn't a miracle for me. So. And at what cost, right? And at I'm a reasonable cost are you person. The 1%? Yeah. And I'm a reasonable person. So I feel like, you know, I went into it with my eyes open and was very practical about our approach to things. And I still couldn't convince people that my success was not replicatable without the same steps that I took. And they just, they didn't want to hear that. They just wanted the man. There's always, they always want this, you know, they want, what's your man, you know, what are you doing? What's your best piece of advice? um learn how to keep your books so that you're actually analyzing where you're making money like pay attention to the accounting well that I mean like how do you get people to join you in business I'm like I don't yeah anyway that's that was the hardest lesson that you just cannot even even giving people all the proof they still want to believe the magic they want so hard to believe the magic is real and that was very that was a very hard lesson to learn and then lastly uh, which you've already covered a little bit, but a positive takeaway from your time in MLM. I feel like because of my legal background, I really had no idea that that entire business structure existed and that it existed to such an extent in the United States. I had no idea that there were people out there being taken advantage of by that level, multi-level marketing businesses. I didn't know they existed. And now I feel like out of that, I have a new calling to both help educate and help people who really do want to run a business, but have been damaged by that, learn how to open a business. Like I I have a whole new calling from that. I feel like I have all these years of experience, my own personal experiences included in that, that I'm not just giving them advice. I can be sympathetic, but I can also be empathetic because I've been through it. And I would not have even known that this happened every day to people if I had not experienced it myself because I don't believe enough people are talking about this marketing scheme that these companies get away with legally every day and are not stopped by the government. It, it, it's amazing to me that they regulate all these other areas of our life, but that this area is still just running rampant. And it, we, I would never have known that I needed to educate people had I not been in it myself because it just didn't enter my world. I didn't know anybody that did it. And I 
I will say that that's the positive takeaway that now I know what my purpose, what all the purpose of my experience was, is to just help educate and prevent it from happening to people multiple times. That's what I feel like it is. And I know that sounds corny. Um, I also have a necklace named after me and a bunch of crowns, which, you know, I didn't have crowns before. So I guess that's a nice takeaway. I mean, I could have bought them myself at Charming Charlie's, but no, I had to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to get a free crown. So now, now I got crowns. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I know everybody's jealous. I mean, try to hold back. Don't, don't turn around. Very on. fancy. But I yeah, also have fancy. a crown right here. I wore it on TikTok the other day. They, they all, they, does it turn your neck green? Like my, no, oh, it's made out of best. felt and plastic. It I was does say, not. You want, to, you want to end this on a funny note? That fancy necklace that they named after me, the Tracy, turns my neck green every time I wear it. <laughs> but that's my pH. That's my problem. It's my personal pH. So. Sounds like you need a detox, hun. I do, but I, I mean, do you, do you, can you recommend one? What about some boo? <laughs> Sounds like you need to be on the boo, girl. Ew. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Seriously, you guys do not join those boo groups unless you want to see strangers poop. Shut that, up! That happened. Know. That happened to me the other day, and I'm not over it yet. <laughs> I am not okay. I am not okay. <laughs> God. Yeah. If you don't laugh, so gross. Right. Laugh. I say that all the time. If I don't laugh, laugh, I cry. So we just laugh. I mean, it's a total laugh. circus. And uh, I am thankful for the circus because the circus allows me to meet wonderful people like you. Yes. Um, I don't know how in the world we would have met otherwise. So I am grateful. That's a nice, but you know, I feel like we were destined to meet because you are hilarious and you're right on the same mission with me of just educating people and letting them know so that they can make better decisions for themselves and their like, I don't know in the future. You are video, but I am grateful to whoever tagged you. That was totally awesome because I really appreciate getting to connect with you too. So thanks for the opportunity to talk about let's go pooper I don't know along <laughs> our boo line <laughs> yeah. thank you so much Tracy for sharing your story and you're uh, welcome it was my pleasure for thanks talking for about this and yes I you know it's my pleasure it's it's hard but like you said you know it's worth it it's it's hard it but it's worth it um I believe it and I will say on 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 a sad note uh because we did talk about the paparazzi super spreader event, I am already starting to see screenshots of people coming back from the prove it convention they had last weekend. I think oh, it was. Um, and they are also coming down with COVID uh, and looking at pictures from posts earlier, the posts of the people they tagged, and then looking at those people's posts, those people also have COVID. And so it looks like prove it maybe the next super spreader um and so i'm just telling people again you have free choice you can do what you want but remember that your choices do have consequences and sometimes they're not thank you so much for listening to life after mlm please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-mlm friends as well see you next time